The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. You have to recognize that we're only so quote unquote good and temptations are powerful. And even though we say we want to get off of our phones when we're around our loved ones, or even though we say that we don't want to snack late at night or whatever it is, invariably we will mess up, right? And so part of what I like to grapple with is how can commitment devices, the very things that put guardrails on our future behavior, how can those help us? But also how can we adopt them? Hey there, Next Big Idea Daily listeners. All this week, we're talking about the book, Your Future Self, How to Make Tomorrow Better Today, by psychologist and UCLA business professor, Hal Hirschfield. According to Hal's research, a key to flourishing over the course of a lifetime is to have a strong connection between your present self, the one that really wants that second piece of cheesecake, for example, or that third beer, and your future self, the one that's gonna have to deal with the consequences of that choice. Hal's already shared some techniques for making your future self more vivid, but today he's going to offer up some ideas to help your present self make better choices. Stay on course by adding constraints into our future behavior. We can make life easier for our future selves by owning up to the fact that we may have grand plans right now. Say we want to eat healthier tonight. And we may also have a future self who who wants to look back and say, okay, I did a good job eating healthy. But there also may be a version of us who will inevitably screw things up and snack late at night or have an extra drink or order the dessert when we said we weren't going to. Here's a possibility. Engage in and adopt smart commitment devices. Dave Krippendorf was a graduate student at MIT and lived across the street from a Whole Foods. He often found himself sneaking out of his house when he was faced with a difficult problem set and buying snack after snack after snack. Now, over time, his waist got bigger and his wallet got thinner, and he knew he needed to come up with a solution here. He wanted to figure out a way to stop this behavior, so he invented a little safe with an electronic timer on top. His solution was to put the snacks inside there and lock it away from anywhere from a minute to 10 days. He took this idea to Shark Tank, he won a bunch of money, and ended up leaving his high-paying MBA job to start what was called the Kitchen Safe. Now, over the years, he's found that so many people use it for so many different things outside of kitchen snacks that he simply renamed his product to the K-Safe. The beauty of this product is that it puts some constraints on our future behavior. I actually use it to lock away my phone at night so that I can be more present with my kids and my wife. Now, commitment devices can be incredibly powerful, but the likelihood that they get adopted depends on first being able to choose something that punishes us sufficiently so that we don't engage in an undesirable behavior, but also that doesn't punish us so severely that our current selves fail to adopt the commitment device altogether. To me, this gets at the idea that we can't trust our future selves. Like, you know, I, I want to make some decisions now that are going to constrain the behavior of that unreliable 
dude, I don't know what it'll do. So I, if I can like lock up my snacks or lock up my phone and give him, my future self, fewer choices, that's a smart move. That's exactly it. I mean, it, you have to recognize that we're only so quote unquote good and temptations are powerful. And even though we say we want to get off of our phones when we're around our loved ones, or even though we say that we don't want to snack late at night or whatever it is, in a, invariably we will mess up, right? And so part of what I like to grapple with is how can commitment devices, the very things that put guardrails on our future behavior, how can those help us? So what are some examples of that? I mean, you 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 described this K-safe that locks things up, but what are some of what are some other commitment devices you found that work for people? So, you know, there's literally things like the K-safe that sort of pull take, you know, take temptations out of our environment. We also have things like commitment devices where I have an accountability partner and I have a punishment if I, you know, uh, deviate from my plan, stick.com with two Ks. That's a great website. I'm sure a lot of listeners are familiar with. That, is that the one where you, if you do the behavior, you have to pay money to a charity that you don't agree with? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> to an anti-charity. There's other ones. You know, right. one of my favorite is what's called the Pavlock. You know, and oh. it's like a bracelet you can wear. And if I say, okay, I'm going to uh, wake up at six in the morning, well, of course, you know, the, the problem there is I can hit snooze 13 times. Well, this will literally shock you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now, you know, that's a really strong punishment. And it may work really, really well. Um, but am I going to adopt it? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that because I've I've talked to people about the stick.com and I've tried it myself. And uh, but when you say to someone, yeah, so if you if you eat ice cream, you're gonna have to pay money to this organization that you find odious. And I've had people say, No way. There's no way I'm gonna, you know, I would I would just cheat on that because I'm never gonna pay money to that horrible organization. So as you say, <laughs> you have you have to find something that's strict enough that that it works, but not so strict that you just won't even enter into that arrangement in the first place. That's exactly right. You know, and I, I could also imagine going through that exercise with someone else could be mm -hmm. beneficial, right? So knowing it's not just me, you're not alone in the world doing this, but somebody else is doing the same thing, a close friend maybe even, um, that could be, I would say, uh, beneficial there too. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there are less harsh versions of commitment devices too. Would you consider something like an automated savings plan a kind of commitment device? Yeah, I think it absolutely is, right? Because mm -hmm. it takes away the likelihood that you won't go through with the behavior you said you would, saving in this right. case, <laughs> and and just makes it something that automatically happens almost in the background. So you eventually don't even feel the pain. Right. But, but effectively, I am sort of, I'm taking an option away from my future self um, by automating it in this way. But but that, in theory, benefits my future self. That's exactly right. I think that's exactly right. It's funny. I, I think about this all the time. I might have even talked about this on the podcast before. With my calendar, just scheduling my week, I feel yes. like, I feel like, the way I think of it is there's smart me and then there's dumb me. And the smart... <laughs> 
I basically, I feel like I only have to be smart once a week when I plan out my schedule. I have to kind of come up with a good schedule, you know, when I'm going to go to the gym, when I'm going to spend time with family, when I'm going to have all my meetings and appointments. Then the rest of the week, I just need to be dumb and follow orders. I just need to like, (laughs) just stick to that schedule. I don't need to make any choices. In fact, I shouldn't make any new choices because I already made them and I should just stick with this plan. So that's my kind of version of a commitment device. (laughs) <laughs> I like that. I think that's a great plan. <laughs> yeah. My, fu- my future self just has one one job. Stick to the schedule that, I, <laughs> that my brilliant present self came up with. That's great. That's fantastic. That's it for today, everyone. Bring your smart self back tomorrow or your dumb self. All are welcome for my final chat with Hal Hirschfield when he's going to help me work on my relationship with future me. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's a pretty one-way deal right now. I'm doing all this stuff to make sure future Michael is healthy and financially secure. What's he done for me lately? Nothing, that's what. But Hal has some ideas for how to make that relationship a little more even. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider giving us a rating there in your podcast player? And if you're really liking it, maybe write a quick review that will help others find the show and we'd appreciate it. I'm Michael Kovnett. See you tomorrow.